Blog Talk Radio. Hi everyone, this is Camille from sunny California, and you're listening to the Coffee Chat with Camille show, which is a podcast series that interviews various guests about real-life topics for people who love to learn. This is your host, Camille, and we have a great, great, great guest coming on in just a few moments. The title of our show today is War Stories with William Yeski. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right, William. (laughs) I'll ask you when you come on. William is a combat veteran who served 11 years in the United States Army. He is a serial entrepreneur who brings significant expertise in marketing, IT, and project management. He currently runs and operates a marketing company, No Limits Marketing Group, or NLMG, founded to help small business survive the businesses, excuse me, survive the COVID-19 pandemic. It uses a combination of modern marketing techniques coupled with a non-lethal targeting framework learned within the military to provide clients with winning strategies. Will was also a founding board member of a veteran nonprofit, Rally for the Troops, now part of Racing for Heroes. Excuse me and has worked on other veteran-based projects. He's currently attending Columbia Business School while running current business projects, creating new possibilities for future endeavors, and parenting his two children with his wife, who is also a United States military veteran. Okay, so let's get on, excuse me, with the interview. Okay, uh... One moment, I always have to get, um, make sure I'm in the right places for, there we go, for our questions, okay? See here. Hello? Yes. Hi, Will. Hi, how are you? Welcome. I'm great. Great. (laughs) May may I please ask, how do you pronounce your last name? Is it Yeski? No, no, you had it spot on, Yeski. Yes, Key. Okay, beautiful. All right, wonderful. Let's get into the interview so that the audience and listeners can get to know you better and also understand what it is you do. Now, what made you write the book? So the um, the book was really something that was a long time coming that I didn't see myself. Um, I know like 10, 10 plus years ago when we were leaving <laughs> Afghanistan, one of the one of the guys, a uh, Sergeant Robert Muscle, actually said, he kind of predicted it. And he was like, in about 10 years, guys, there's going to be a book with Yeski's name as the author. And I was like, no possible way. I am not writing about the stuff that happened here. This isn't going to happen. And lo and behold, here we are. Um, <laughs> but Wonderful. really, it was after. Yeah, no, it, it's been a journey for sure. It's been a journey for sure. Um, it was really in a response to another book um, that was also written 
but um, some of the guys that had been there kind of expressed that they felt there needed to be a historical record. And I kind of, I reached out to the other author of this other book is a Bravo company by Ben Kessling is the other, the other book. And he told me that, you know, he's like, your stories have a bunch of merit. You just, you have some, uh, you got to get some of your timelines and stuff. Right. But he's like, I think you have something there. And he kind of spurred me on and encouraged me to write the book. And, um, you know, I, I sat down and I put some stuff to paper and really I just kind of challenged myself by uh, submitting it out there for some manuscript um, considerations from different military nonfiction uh, public, like the publication group, which was uh, Casemate was the one that picked it up. But really, really nice quality, museum quality stuff, but a good historical representation, I think. And so far, what the feedback has been as well. Um, the book just launched yesterday, but I've, I've been involved during the whole process with a lot of the guys and in touch with them. And we've really put something out there that um, we feel was a, a really good nonfiction representation, as well as putting it through the DOD process and making sure that it was something that was legitimized and uh, that people could really see, hey, this stuff happened, but from the ground level. Yes, yes. Wow. Um, I really want to read it, but I, I don't think I was sent a copy, but I'll, I'll get it for sure. We had a little bit of a short time. notice on it, yeah. I know, right? I mean, I can send you... No pressure. Um, um, yeah, I can send you some okay. excerpts and stuff that, that you can get into okay. right away. Okay, I I love that pretty because uh, my husband's thirteen year veteran, and oh, uh, he, he really love loves to read. Yes, yes. So I'd love to get it for him. Um, but anyway, okay, I got to stay on point here. Real quick here. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> I only have thirty minutes, or we do. What I are some that. of your hobbies or? Uh, were your hobbies or what were your hobbies growing up? Uh, my hobbies growing up, I mean, one of the things, book, like books were an escape for me, you know, so I mean, I was an okay. avid book reader. We would usually go down to the library once a week and, and pick those up. But um, a lot of the other stuff was, you know, we used to disappear into the woods. You know, I grew up in New England in a very small New England town. And um, me and my little brother would, would go disappear out in the woods and spend the days kind of just uh, exploring and uh, rock climbing and going through the forest and everything. And I think that kind of translated over to sort of the love for the outdoors and the military as well. Excellent. And then how long did it take you to write the book? Well, this is a little wild. Um the initial manuscript, so the first the first go through, took me two weeks. <laughs> okay. And yeah. people are like two weeks, like what? But it, I mean, it took another year to edit things out and whittle it down and get the other stories uh, in there and included um, and done correctly. But when you really have a story within you to tell, it just flows out of you. And if you can dedicate the time to put it down, and I also had an amazing support system from my wife to be able to do something like that and to say, Hey, like, look, 
take the two weeks and focus on it. Like, get it done. It's important. And to have that support was phenomenal. And, you know, really, that's that's what made it happen. Between that and the guys and stuff that helped out later on down the road, um, was uh, the support's been phenomenal during all of this. Yes. That's wonderful. Then, have you ever seen combat? Oh, yes. And multiple times. Hmm. And then, uh, what was it like to face death every day? So, that was something that you you couldn't dwell on it. You know, you there was that mm-hmm. struggle in between there, and then when you would have incident after incident go down, and guy after guy hit a landmine you start to kind of question like, well, who's next? Is it my time now? And you, you kind of have to put that aside and you go, I have a job to do. And that, that is my best bet in getting through this is not focusing and not zoning in on the negative, but like, Hey, you have a job to do and you need to focus on that job and you need to have that discipline and really come to terms with the fact that you're already in fact dead it's just a matter of time until it catches up with you. So what are you going to do? You know, in the meantime, are you going to cower about it and be scared? Or are you going to put forth your, you know, your best efforts? And that is in whatever you really do. Yes. Um, thank you very much. And then are there any funny stories you have about combat or war? <laughs> There's there's a few, yeah. Um, one in particular uh, was we were out on a patrol and we were setting into a patrol base and we were going to be running small, um, really a, what they call SKTs uh, out of this particular compound. So it's small groups of four to six guys on patrol while you leave the other element back as a, like an overwatch or a quick reaction force. And as we were setting in, um, one of the squad leaders had a bad case of dysentery, as would happen out there from time to time. And we come in, and his stomach is just going, and he's like, guys, I really got to relieve myself. You know, he gave his stuff to the team leaders, and he goes over to this corner of the compound, and as his pants are around his ankles, (laughs) the enemy decides to throw a grenade over the wall. And oh yeah, and thank God for a tree branch that was there because this grenade knocked off of this tree branch and kicked around the corner and exploded. And I'm watching him as this happens, and I see him in this like screaming fit as he's ripping his pants up, you know, and to pull on his yeah. gear and stuff. Going from that moment, it was just the funniest thing to see. Um, but then going into that full-on mad minute of combat to where um, the guns, we had a, a gunner, a machine gun, and a graded ear on, on the roof of the compound as well, already up there providing security. And uh, so it was James Staples and Chris Wiesner. And James had to, he couldn't get the machine gun pointed down low enough to wire back effectively. So he ended up having to stand up 
on the roof as this gunfire is coming in so close to where he's getting hit with splinters and stuff from the trees. And he mm-hmm. f- is firing back down into this orchard to where these guys are that had just thrown the grenade. And they're firing back mm-hmm. with AKs. And the great Adir, you know, is kind of freaking out. And he yells down to his team leader. He's like, are we, are we shooting? <laughs> and, uh, you know, from the bottom, Samuel Hammer screams back at him. Yeah, freaking let him have it. And he loads this 40 millimeter grenade in this uh, grenade launcher and shoots it. And he hadn't had any practice for a long time. And everyone's adrenaline is high. And this round goes so far wide of everything in the, within the conflict zone, but every it's almost like everyone stopped shooting to watch this round. It just goes dead silent, and you see this grenade go flying over the entire zone and like into the backside of the village. And as soon as it detonates, the whole firefight just ramps right back up into into shooting each other. It was just the weirdest and funniest. <laughs> thing you know and then of course he got back on target and um you know started unloading the rest and and they went into the the full-on point of um assaulting you know the element that was uh that was that had just thrown the grenade and was firing at us but just the wildest things that you would see in these extreme instances yes yes and then thank you what was your job in the military so uh, my job at the time of the book was I was a 11 Bravo, but a paratrooper. So I was a um, infantry paratrooper with the 82nd Airborne, specifically 4th Brigade Combat Team 2508, and part of Bravo Company 1st Platoon. I know it sounds like a mouthful, but the people who were in <laughs> will understand. So we, we essentially yeah. jumped out of planes and, and went bump at night. <laughs> Wow. Okay. And then, uh, what is your experience been transition transitioning out of the military into civilian life? So that end, um, that really, that end was rough, and it kind of brings me to where I think I want my follow-on project to be from this whole thing, and mm-hmm. really taking going from that and then later on a lot of the training that I had done for special operations and stuff that a lot of that stuff doesn't translate into the civilian side, how you would think. Um, but you can use the discipline learned, you know, within, uh, anything from your, your corporate job or your management end of things, or even to start a business. So, I mean, really, Mm -hmm. A lot of that knowledge is there, but it's getting the support and the frameworks to to make it work for you specifically because everybody's instance is different. Okay. And then what's this? Oh, I'm sorry. Were you finished? I apologize. Oh, no. I mean, well, we could segment into it more. I know, like, you probably have a little bit of a, um, you know, this list here. But, I mean, we could just go into the, I mean, really the fact that, um, there's a lot of veterans out there. They don't use their GI bill. Um, you yeah. know, and they, they leave yeah. these benefits on the table and it's not so much that, you know, it, a lot of them almost look down at college or they think it's like a liberal end of things. You can use it for more than just going to your traditional university. I know that's yeah. the route I went 
but that was specifically because of the business end of what I'm trying to do. But there's so many more opportunities to where there's I mean, pilots and stuff and people let so much go to the wayside so that mm-hmm. they can really use to their advantage if they came from, you know, the military into the system. And I mean, it's really there. They just, it's knowing what's available to them and then kind of having that framework in, in getting through it and how to get through it. You give somebody in the military a, a framework or a path, and you say, hey, this is how you do it. You just got to go through the steps. It's not easy, you know, but that's the, that's the pathway. They'll usually uh, do it without an issue, you know. They, you put a pathway in front mm-hmm. of them. They're very regimented and disciplined to do it. And that's what I've kind of found that's been able to lead me to some success in some of my areas, um, you know, that I'm currently dealing in. Yes, yes, yes. What's the... Follow. Oh, excuse me. What's the follow on the book? Damn the valley. So, really, and I, I don't think I could use the title anymore. And I know there was uh, an instance where I joked around with um, Marine veteran Dakota Meyer uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> to where uh, I wanted to name it the Way Forward. And of course, he comes out with a mm-hmm. with a book named the the Way Forward himself a few years ago. But um, mm-hmm. I wrote it during college, but it had to do with my transition experience out of the military um, and talking about everything from some of the toxic command that I had there um, and navigating them to some of the hurdles that I faced within the VA. Um, But I think ultimately I was able to put together something that worked really well for me and it's been beneficial uh, along the way to where guys reach out and talk to me on the regular, Hey, I'm dealing with this or, Hey, I'm going in for this, or did you hear about this with the PACT Act and stuff? And it, it's been really rewarding to be able to have those answers and stuff. And I'm like, more people need to hear about this. So really, it's something that I already have in framework of a book. I'd love to get it out there, but as well as that, but have additional guests within these specific business areas or these areas of expertise. Maybe they're a creative, or you know, they. Um, they deal with a marketing scope and stuff and maybe put a, uh, put a show on, if you will, like almost like a YouTube special um, that has to do with that sort of thing as well and provide these things for those guys. Okay. Thank you so very much, William or Will. This has been a great interview. And uh, what I <laughs> well, want to you. ask you, you're welcome. Uh, and also, thank you so much for your service. I apologize. I meant to open saying that to you, but thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and also, thank you for writing this um, book. I'm pretty sure I'm a positive. It's amazing. Um, but I did have one last question to ask you. What is your favorite coffee or hot beverage? Oh, man. I cannot go wrong with I, either a flat white or like a hazelnut latte. Um, yes, I love them, but I, I, if it's a, if it's that latte and I got to have the extra shot in there, I'm a, I'm a hardcore coffee guy. I love that that rich coffee taste. Yes, yes. Thank you so very <laughs> really much. Um, and then, uh, oh yes, yes. Go ahead. Should we? Uh, do you want to let the audience know where you can find this thing? Absolutely. That's where I was going next. I, I usually oh, just ask, you know, like, uh, could you please? <laughs> 
I'm did sorry. I just said last question. I was like, no oh, worries. No, I'm not going to be able to say where you can get it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Absolutely. I'm going to allow you to do that. So, uh, Will, uh, could you please let our audience know where they can find your book and also what your social media handles are? Absolutely. The uh, the official. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I, um, it's okay. So there's a few different ways you can get it. And it, it, it's so wild, actually, to see this, because I know a week before the actual launch date, the, the publisher was sold out on their site. And now bookshop.org is as well. But Amazon yeah. currently still has copies. I think Barnes & Noble still has a few left. Um, okay. And you can also go to damnthevalleybook.com for author signed copies. And through that, um, for every two author signed copies that are purchased, I'm able to get a single book out to one of the guys that was actually there and in the book. I'm trying to be able to get 150 of these things so I can send them out to the guys that are actually there and in these stories um, and give back to them in a little way. But the uh, social media handles are um, we're on Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, and YouTube on uh, Damn the Valley Book on all of them, just at Damn the Valley Book. Okay. And that concludes our interview with our amazing guest, William Yeski. Thank you so very much for being here. It's been really fun, actually. And. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for having me, seriously. It's been awesome. Yes, yes. It's so wonderful. It's been a pleasure. And bye for now. Hey, everyone. He was, uh, that was uh, the wonderful Wojewski. Again, a combat veteran who served 11 years in the United States Army. Okay, so um, the link to his official website is damnthevalleybook.com. Okay, and actually, I do want to read some more of his bio. It was a little long, and so I'm only provided so much space in the description, um, just like I'm only provided so many interviews per day because of my studio size and all that interesting technical stuff, right, for us podcasters. But Damn the Valley was a phrase that was regularly uttered by the men that spent any amount of time in the, I think it's called... Um, Argandog River Valley during the deployment of Two Fury to Afghanistan in 2009 through 2010. The valley was claimed, has claimed bodies from the troops of Alexander the Great, the British Empire, and more recently, the Russian Army. Operating in the valley was like nothing the men could have envisioned they called it the meat grinder it was a deployment that the media didn't talk about and the government doesn't acknowledge three of the company were kia i think it's uh, it's spelled rather k-i-a like the car more than a dozen suffered life-changing injuries and half the company had purple hearts not many modern not many modern day deployments have a 52% casualty rate. 
At one point, the entire prosthetics ward at Walter Reed was full of the men who patrolled that deadly area of the world. Since their return, many of the survivors have struggled to move on with their lives, and the unit has been declared at, at extraordinary risk by the Department of Veteran Affairs. No one who entered that region was left unscathed. This book shares a perspective of the men that were in, on the ground for that deployment during the fighting season of 2010. Okay, so please, everyone, pick up William's book, uh, War Stories, okay? And um, I thank you again, Will, for being here. I'm so happy you're here um, to share your stories. And um, I wish you all the best, and I will definitely uh, get, get your book uh, one way or the other, <laughs> and then I can read it and pass it on. Um, I would give it to my father, but he's struggling with dementia. He, too, is a veteran. And so, at any rate, um, again, it has been a pleasure having Will on um, um, on my podcast. And I did want to read that um, excerpt here that was... Uh, did I do his entire biography here? No, I didn't. Okay, I apologize. That part was about the book, okay? So before I go, because I have a little time, I have four minutes left of 30. Okay, William Yeski, I read the first part, that. okay? And you also can find it in our description. When you go to coffeechatwithcamille.com, the description will be there, and I believe along with the link, so you all can pick up his book, Okay. And um, at any rate, let me finish the rest of it, because I think I only went to veteran, yeah. Uh, Okay, so I'll tell you also, lastly, what he's currently doing. He's currently attending Columbia Business School while running current business projects, creating new possibilities for future endeavors, and parenting his two children with his wife, who is also a United States military veteran. Thank you both for your service. Okay, so this will conclude our show. Again, you can find a copy of this show at coffeechatwithcanil.com. I do plan on releasing it between today and Friday, but I'm going to try to get it out today. All right, so everyone can listen to it. And you can always go on our podcast. We, you can hear us on almost any streaming platform. Okay, I have Apple, Spotify, uh, iHeart, <laughs> um, so many. Uh, we have, thanks to you listeners, we have moved up to one of uh, the 50, I think it's 50 or 100, yeah, we're one in the like like 100 top 100 uh, podcasts now. Okay, so we're number 45, and you know I would like to get a little higher, but I'm thankful for all of you wonderful listeners, and also for the amazing guests that we had on like today, that um, really build up the platform and build up the um, podcast itself. Because my goal, my primary goal, is to bring you guests that will inspire. Okay. Inspiration. We have a lot of people doing wonderful things here in the United States of America. I get kind of bombarded by sweet we rather. I, I do too get bombarded 
by a lot of negativity. But at the end of the day, all I can say is there are a lot of magnificent Americans, okay? And we listened to one today. Always remember that. Hug your loved ones. Tell how much you love them every day. And thank you for listening to CoffeeChatWithCamille.com. Oops. Coffee Chat with Camille show. <laughs> All right. Talk to everyone. Oh, probably in an hour. I have more guests. I have three more guests coming up today. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Bye, everybody. Douglas is one of many who found a new life through Seattle's Union Gospel Mission. I was living on the streets when I heard this guy talk about how he got clean and sober at the mission. So I decided to give it a try. I could feel something working inside of me, and I knew I was getting better. Today, my number one goal is to stay clean and sober. And grace will lead me home. To hear more, volunteer, or donate, visit UGM.org. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.